Welcome to the Psychology of Successful Women podcast, where we explore the mindset, behavior, and success strategies of high-achieving women. It's an inspirational show that helps ambitious women maximize their performance from the inside out and thrive in the world of business. I'm your host, Shona Rowan, inspirational speaker, mindset and high-performance coach, and founder of the Psychology of Successful Women Career and Business Acceleration Programs. On each episode, you will hear insightful conversations with trailblazing women about how they have built a successful career or thriving business and how they cope with setbacks and challenges. Most importantly, each episode will help you sharpen your mindset, share practical advice, and inspire you to take your success to the next level. On today's episode of the Psychology of Successful Women podcast, I'm excited to introduce Sarah Standish. Sarah has over 15 years of experience in Australia and internationally in private practice and in-house legal, governance, risk and compliance roles. Sarah currently holds the role of General Counsel and Company Secretary with an ASX-listed gold mining company, St Barbara Limited. She holds a Bachelor of Arts and Laws and is a graduate of the Australian Institute of Company Directors. Sarah is also a non-executive director of West Cycle, a peak body for riding in Western Australia. We have a really open and engaging conversation about her amazing career journey, which is full of change, travel, and many leaps of faith, her two relocations and her promotion during COVID, her top tips on embracing change and coping with adversity and setbacks, the importance of saying yes to opportunities in your career, why networking is key to personal and professional success, and so much more. On today's episode of the Psychology of Successful Women podcast, I'm really excited to be speaking with Sarah Standish. So Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jonah. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, thank you so much for making the time. So you've had an amazing career and there are lots of things I really look forward to talking with you about today. Perhaps you could start by telling our listeners about your early career and what led to your first big career leap and move from Melbourne to Dubai in 2008. Sure. Thanks, Shona. My uh, early career, I guess, started on a a very traditional path. I studied law at um, in Melbourne at Monash University and went into the did the traditional path and went into a law firm early on. And it was throughout my time there that I I thought, okay, what am I what am I doing with my life? I'd been (laughs) been in the law firm for three years. And it was at that point that I, I got itchy feet and I thought about what next because I had these visions that I could still be there in, you know, in my 40s, which at the time was a long time away. <laughs> and, um, and so for, for various reasons, I, I made the leap to leave and to, to go overseas and try something completely different and ended up in in the UAE uh, working in Dubai. So the reasons really for the change were were multiple. There wasn't just one. It was mm. anything from traveling and, and getting to see the world and doing something different to to um, working in a different culture and learning a new legal system and also that, that questioning around, you know, where do I want my career and what, where do I want my life to go? Mm. Oh, I can personally relate to that, as you know, taking the leap and moving to the UK in 2006. So we're going to dig into some more things because one of the things I find particularly fascinating about your career is all the travel that you've done and you're great with embracing change and saying yes to opportunities. So, you know, since Dubai, you've taken several more big leaps in your career. 
Could you tell us more about your most recent adventure and move during COVID and link to that any advice or thoughts to help other women who might be considering making a big leap right now in their career? Yeah, sure, sure, Shona. Um, it's, yeah, it, it is a really relevant question, I guess, about, you know, how we make these changes in in the middle of a pandemic and something mm. that we haven't been through before in our lives. Um, for me, we, I did take the leap and we ended up, I moved, um, moved states in the middle of a pandemic, which was a, a challenge in itself. So mm. I, I left a current, I, I left my role in Perth yep. and moved into a new role, moving over to Melbourne and was was unfortunate enough to turn up to Melbourne just before they announced the stage three lockdown. So that was certainly a challenge and it it brought up a whole lot of issues for us just in terms of how we manage starting a new job, moving into a new place, um, how we manage homeschooling and the like, which was definitely a difficult thing to do. And I'm sure you've got many listeners that can relate to that particular piece. Um, For me, you know, it was thinking about, you know, how I, what I should do and whether I should make the change. It's certainly, it's certainly an interesting one in the middle of a pandemic and making, you know, Mm. being faced with those decisions. But for me, I really just had to get to the point where I I backed myself. Yeah. And I, I took the leap and, you know, there's always that voice, I think, or that little person on your shoulder, as they might say, you know, telling you no or not the right time or are you crazy but for me it was you know quite trying to quieten that voice Mm. and say no we can do this we can go and and try something new and do something different and and yeah it is hard to leave a comfortable job in the middle of a pandemic and try something new but for me it was the right time and it was a challenge I was looking for and it was too good an opportunity to say no to so I did take the leap and lent into that discomfort, so to speak. And yep. um, there was plenty of discomfort, but it was <laughs> it was well worth it. And and um, luckily for me, during that period in the last six months, I've I've even managed to um, be promoted. Mm. So it was, in hindsight, the right decision. Uh, just a very hard one to make, of course. Yeah. Well, you shared a lot of great tips just in there around, you know, the mindset and, and, you know, not letting that sort of smaller doubtful voice hold you back and that you said it felt right and you thought this is the right time for me. I'm going to back myself. I'm going to make this leap. So there's lots of great nuggets in there for anyone listening in who's thinking it is a weird time for all of us in a global pandemic, but if you are faced with an opportunity, does it feel right for you? You know, does it feel like the right thing? And if so, sort of backing yourself with that positive mindset to make you, you know, and help you make that leap. So building on that question, um, Sarah, you know, in terms of embracing change and adapting to new environments, I think this is something that you're obviously really good at now because you've had lots of experience and it probably comes quite naturally to you after all these, these national and international moves. I'd love to know what would be some of your personal tips on just embracing change or adapting to new environments or situations? Yeah, that's a really good one, Shona. And I, I think when I reflect back on the things that I've done in the different um, environments that I've been in and how I've managed to to get through that initial sort of scary phase, the first the first step for me <laughs> has been really to build my network. Mm. And that's everything from not from a career point of view, you know, building my my career network and the people in in a corporate sense or a work sense 
you know, who can help me navigate through a new environment, new rules, new um, issues, whatever the case may be. But then also to build that that's outside work support network and just meeting new friends um, and whatever's whatever that is for you or whatever that is relevant for you so you know early days in Dubai it was really just meeting friends and looking for people my similar age and yeah. circumstance and when I went to Melbourne it's you know trying to connect to my son's new school mums and dads and and so it's all all about where you're at and what's relevant but that network piece I think is really important one and that's provides you the support you need to deal with the change and to get you comfortable in a new environment yeah I think that's a really really powerful tip you know building like you said not just the professional networks which are invaluable because they help you navigate they help you adapt to this new situation the norms and all that kind of stuff but also outside of work you know who are those people that you connect with through whatever you know for whatever reason um, but those friendships and that support network is really really powerful because so much of our success and our happiness comes back to relationships right so Building on that positive experience, I guess if we flip that, Sarah, you know, as we both know, things don't always go to plan in our personal or our professional lives. And as you just shared that great story earlier about you moving and then, you know, you know, COVID and all those sorts of things, I would love you to share one of these personal stories in a little bit more detail around, you know, dealing with a setback or challenge in your career and then some of those tips around how you did bounce back. So maybe tell us a little bit more about the COVID experience for you because I know a lot of you know, listeners are in that similar situation now or they've been through that. So um, please share with us a bit more. Yeah, I think that's really relevant in our our new normal, right? I think, Mm. you know, managing through COVID and the challenges that present with that as well as, you know, whatever else is thrown on top of it um, is really important. So for me, I mean, as I said, I went, went over to Melbourne and I expected fully to be going into an office and meeting my new colleagues and starting my my new job in that environment and that certainly didn't happen and then I'm thrown up with, okay, well, I'm in a, a small apartment here with two kids and a husband and homeschooling and, and this new job and how am I going to manage through that. For me, it was really focusing, the first piece was really focusing on what I can control Mm. So there was a lot that we could not control, um, but really just spending my thoughts and time to really focus on the things that are in my environment that I can control. So whether my shipping and furniture turned up or not, that was nothing that I could do (laughs) anything about. So I had to let that go and really just take it back to basics. Um, And and linked to that, the second piece is around taking it day by day. So I think in those scenarios, it's quite hard to to plan and to look ahead. And the importance is really around, you know, just, and I don't want to make this sound like getting through the day, but, you know, getting getting it day by day and just focusing on, on what you can control in that environment were the things that helped us as a family and me personally get through it in the best shape that we could. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're two really practical tips for everyone listening in and obviously anyone going through COVID or any type of change at the moment. One, that sense of controlling the controllable, that's what they talk about a lot in sports psychology and I'm a big fan of all of that and psychological resilience, as you know. But there are always things we can control and influence and there are things that we can't and really having that discipline, like you said, you did to go 
what can I control? And I'm going to spend most of my energy and attention on those things and trying not to get bogged down with the things that we can't do anything about. And obviously, it's easier said than done. But it's a really good tip and a really, really good thing for all of us to keep reminding ourselves of when things are happening. And the other one around taking it day by day, I personally try to live by that. And um, it's such a powerful tip when the going gets tough, again, for personal or professional reasons, because Mm. it can be quite overwhelming, can't it? Like I know with a lot of my clients in the UK at the moment in lockdown still after many, many months, when you often don't feel like there's something, you know, that hope in sight or it just feels a bit like continuous and never ending, taking it, like bringing back that vision and not thinking too far ahead and taking it in smaller steps day by day. I think that's a really, a really great tip for everyone listening in. Now, you're a leader and a role model, Sarah, to loads of people, both within your organisation, but also in your wider network. Um, And I know you're hugely passionate about empowering and supporting other women in business. In fact, that's how we met and connected many, many years ago. So I'd love to know, what are some of your personal tips to help other women accelerate their careers, have a fulfilling and, you know, amazing career on their terms? And it may or may not link into some of the things you've already mentioned, but any of your practical tips and advice for our listeners yeah that's 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 great I think for me there's there's a couple there I mean I I could probably go on forever but (laughs) that I'll I'll try and stick to two so the first is which we've talked a little bit about is the value of networks Mm. so I can't um, stress that enough I think you know a lot of opportunities and learnings and growth can come from that And so I think the value of networks is something that just can't be underestimated and that that we should as um, all professionals carve out time for because it is easy to get to get stuck into, you know, the day by day and not prioritize that. But I think building a network is really important. Um, And the second for me is is walk your own path and really and what I mean by that, I guess, is is own your own style. So there is no one way to do this. And and it kind of goes back to that, you know, back yourself, believe in yourself, but really just walking your own path is really important and and linked to that is is not comparing yourself to others because yeah. everyone will do things their own way and it's not I don't find it particularly healthy to to compare yourself to others because you don't really know what's going on in their world necessarily. And, you know, you've got to build your own, build your own style and really own that. And everybody's different. And I think that there's no one way to do anything. So Mm. it's not a, you know, there's no silver bullet here, I guess, in terms of how to have an amazing career, but it's really just, I think goes back to that, you know, walking your own path and, Mm. and that just means backing yourself and, and going for it in your way. I love those two tips. And to start with the second one, that sense of owning your own path. I know you and me have spoken about this before. It so speaks to me because like you said, there isn't just one way and there isn't a magic bullet. And that's one of the things and one of the reasons I wanted to have all these different speakers on the podcast because there are all these amazing inspirational women that have had huge success, but they're all really different. Some are introverts, some are extroverts. They've all got different personality styles. They've all got different ways of networking, building their brands. Do you know what I mean? And so like you said, it's like I really want people to realise that. like, and, and different speakers are going to have their own journey that you resonate with more than others. So, you know, for everyone listening in, pick and choose what resonates with you from the different speakers because they've all got their own amazing story. And I always try to say that 
to my clients and I try to live by that as a business owner because like you said, we live in a world where comparisons and we see other people who maybe are really extroverted and we're not and then we think, well, I don't want to do that because that doesn't feel right for me but then we maybe feel like we should be because it looks like everybody else is doing that and, you know, so for everyone listening in, you know, find your own path. Like I really, really love that, your own way and, and be mindful of of forcing yourself to perhaps network or build your brand or whatever it is in a way that doesn't feel in alignment with who you are and and your natural preferences. And I know with me when I'm coaching people, there's definitely different ways I go about things, whether I'm dealing with more extroverted people or more introverted people, because there's different things that are going to feel natural and there's different things that are going to feel enjoyable. And I I try to, you know, remember that for myself because there's lots and lots of different ways. And and the second thing, um, well, the first thing you said around networking, your second point, I, I love that because networks do lead to opportunities they lead to you know new learning like you said it's support in the dynamic and often you know stressful environments that we all work in so I think for a lot of us it is remembering um, not just that it's important because a lot of people kind of know logically it is important but making it a priority and making time for it in our busy schedules because if we don't so many opportunities happen in those relaxed environments as well and in those informal opportunities and just they lead to so many things like if you and I hadn't connected at that networking event many many moons ago you know what I mean so for all of us um love those tips really really love those tips I think you know you've highlighted the importance to me of networking in the past and and I've seen you present on the topic too so it's really it is something that you're really passionate about and I'm really passionate about. And I think, you know, the the work that you do around that is really valuable as well. Oh, thank you, Sarah, for saying that. It's really kind of you. Now, look, hindsight is a great thing. <laughs> and um, we all look back and, and look at things in our life, in our careers and think, oh, if I could do that again, maybe I'd try something different or, or whatever it is. So I'm really curious with you, you know, if you could go back in time, is there a piece of advice that you would give your younger self? What would you say to her? Yes, that. That's um, it's it's funny you ask. I think when when I think about my younger self and what I was like um, back at the start of my career, I think the advice that I would give myself is that there will be failures along the way, there will be setbacks, and there will be challenges, um, and we and I will make mistakes, and that is absolutely expected along the career journey. And it's okay. So my advice is that, you know, that will happen. It's okay that that happens and that that's how I'll learn and and develop and grow. I think without those setbacks and challenges and and, and mistakes, um, you don't get to develop and grow and learn and Mm. try new things. So I want her to know that that's normal and that's, that's okay. I love that tip for everyone listening in. And it really speaks to a lot of the, you know, high achievers that I know are dialing in and people that don't want to make mistakes and perfectionists often don't want to do things because they don't feel like they're quite ready. So that sense of there are going to be mistakes, things are going to go wrong. We are, you know, we're all going to make more mistakes as we go through, you know, our careers and failures and all that are almost just part and parcel of your career journey. And again, every every amazing woman I've had on the show has said the same, like in terms of they all make mistakes. We all do things that, you know, maybe we wish we could change in the future, but expecting that and letting ourselves off the hook when, you know, when they do happen. I think that's a that's a really powerful tip. Rather than trying to avoid them and really beating yourself up if they happen, almost just expecting that they are going to happen. So when it does, you're like, yep, <laughs> that'll be one of those this times. Is normal. This is okay. <laughs> this is okay. I would, 
I would like to say I'm a reform perfectionist, but I think that's still a work in progress. <laughs> We're all a work in progress, Sarah. And I, I call myself the same because um, it is a double-edged sword, right? There's nothing wrong with having high standards, but it's trying to catch yourself when it's going beyond, above and beyond or when it's using so much more energy or so much more time that it's kind of not worth it anymore. And it can really impact confidence. And again, you and me have spoken about this in the past, but the whole perfectionism links to things like imposter syndrome and it can really impact our confidence because the high standards perfectionists set for themselves, right? So, so many things in there we could talk about, Sarah. Now, Sarah, I'm sure you've received lots of great advice and coaching and mentoring throughout your career. I'd love to know, is there one piece of advice that just stands out or something that someone said to you over the years that's really kind of, you know, stayed at the forefront of your mind that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, I I sure can. I think something that's been quite relevant to me in the past and that, you know, I learned what heard quite early on from, from others was to really test what's holding me back. You know, what, what is stopping me saying yes? You know, whenever those sort of opportunities or situations come up, uh, sometimes the immediate reaction can be no, because it's scary or different or whatever the case may be. Um, but you know, I was I've been encouraged from quite early to really test that and ask myself, what is it that's holding me back? Is it legitimate that okay, well, this role is not as much money and I need this much to be able to live? Or is it is it actually something that's like something quite unhelpful, an unhelpful mindset? Is there something else yeah. that's getting in my way that's that's holding me back from taking on a new challenge or an opportunity? I think that's a been mm. a really useful one for me from quite early on in my career. And that's such a great tip for people listening in, especially people going through change and faced with different, you know, different situations at the moment. Like you said, sense checking. Is this an unhelpful thought? Is this just a fear? Is this kind of a knee-jerk reaction? Or is it a legitimate fear? Is it a warning mm. that maybe this isn't right for me? So really checking in with our intuition, tapping into our internal dialogue and our mindset and really getting a sense of, yeah. Is, is this meant to hold me back or is this the right thing for me? So thank you yeah. so much for sharing that. Final question, Sarah. One thing I love asking all of my amazing guests is if they have an inspirational quote that they'd love to share with our listeners or a mantra that they live by or even just something they tell themselves when the going gets tough. So is there something like that you'd love to leave our listeners with? Yes, absolutely. So some time back I, I had heard someone talking about um, about this very thing and it's something that's really stuck with me since and got me through some really tough times as well so it's very basic very simple it is I am enough mm. and I think it's a really powerful message yeah I love that message because it links into a lot of other things you've mentioned before about not comparing yourself to other people and walking your own path and that it sense of, of believing in yourself, like I am enough, exactly yeah. as I am, whether I'm introverted or extroverted, like whatever it is, it's like I am enough. Um, such a powerful mantra and when we genuinely believe that, it kind of ripples through our behaviour right, and influences all the other people around us as well. So it does. It's something really simple you can write on a post-it note and stick it on your mirror or in your cupboard when you open that every morning, wherever it suits, but it's really simple and I think a really powerful message. Well, that's a powerful message to leave our listeners with. 
So, Sarah, thank you so much for being on the show and for sharing your career journey and lots of practical tips and advice to help our listeners. I really look forward to staying in touch. Thank you, Joanna. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much for listening to the Psychology of Successful Women podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button or go to psychologyofsuccessfulwomen.com to download our free ebook and access a bunch of other resources. See you on the next episode.